Limit Break Radio. <laughs> Limit Breaking News. www.limitbreakradio.com Welcome to another edition of Limit Breaking News. I am, of course, Aniro. Joining me in our secondary studio, We've got Kahlo to my uh, left here. How are you doing, Kahlo? I'm doing great. And joining me on my right, you will hear a returning voice, Arjit Lam. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, it's good to have you here. So this is a big day uh, for all of us Final Fantasy XI players. Uh, now, we've been hearing about this game, Rapture. For a long, long time, the uh, spiritual successor to Final Fantasy XI, and at 2009 E3 this year, they announced Final Fantasy XIV Online, which means that this is indeed Rapture. Uh, Now, as of recording this, the uh, 2009 Square Enix E3 press conference just got wrapped up, and uh, what it ended up turning out... Uh, to be is actually just a big Q&A session uh, for FF14. And a live blog, no less. Yeah, Square Enix not allowing uh, cameras into the uh, press conference. I was all excited to, to get <laughs> up this afternoon and and watch the live feed, but... Keeping with their usual mysterious veil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all that we could get was, uh, unfortunately, a live blog that was uh, hosted over on G4TV.com. You can check those out. Um, so, uh, so basically, we're going to be looking at some of the questions that were answered and some of the answers that we were given, some very important answers. Answers uh, being answered at this afternoon's press conference, uh, but let's start. Uh, let's start off at kind of the basics. Uh, the uh, The Final Fantasy fourteen teaser site is live, so if you want to see the uh, the trailer that was shown at the Sony press conference yesterday out at E three, uh, that's available there. The website is Final Fantasy uh, you can see both the low-res and high-res version of the trailer, although I've been having trouble running the, uh, the high-res version. And uh, we've, got some, uh, we've got some tentative schedules. We've got some, uh, some platform announcements. So, uh, so we're going to explore what Final Fantasy XIV means for us FFXI players here uh, in, uh, in the subsequent uh, however long podcast this is. So... Uh, we're we're gonna take a look at uh, at at what the world of uh, Erosia is that is that how we're supposed to pronounce Erosa? Well, we'll find out soon enough, won't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, but we're gonna we're gonna figure out what uh, what this new world has in store for us. So uh, so starting off with information that's available on the official uh, teaser website. Uh, one of the things that I do want to note uh, right now that up on the teaser site, they do have uh, a mailing list available for people who want to sign up for information about FF14. I know that I've done that already. Uh, I highly suggest that if you want to stay in the loop, that uh, you uh, head on over to uh, Final Fantasy xiv.com and uh, and check that out. Uh, now, here's what we do know. There's a lot that we don't know, but here's what we do know just from the trailer and from the uh, official teaser website. Um, the, the first thing is that there's been uh, some concern and some talk about 
uh, what exactly the platform for Final Fantasy XIV is going to be. Now, we had heard rumors, at least initially, that this game was being developed for both the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, as well as Windows platforms, possibly a Mac and Linux platform. Uh, we've uh, received the information that this will be a PlayStation 3 exclusive for consoles, but will also be available for the Windows uh, personal gaming platform. Uh, so that's very good for all of us PC players. Uh, we're not being uh, left out of the loop and being forced to, you know, pay 400 bucks for uh, a system that we may not have, like yours truly. Um, but, you know, even more than that, I don't really like playing MMOs on, on consoles anyway. I mean, I, 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 the only one that I've played on a console was Final Fantasy XI, and that was on the 360, and that's a, that, that's a less than pleasurable experience if you're used to the, to the PC version. Yeah, when I first started, I used to play on the PS2, and, uh, you know, when I was going to the PC, it seemed like, oh, this is, this is so weird, but when I think back, having to, you know, work with a controller and then, you know, sit down, pick up the keyboard, PC's definitely where it's at. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, good news for us, uh, for us, uh, uh, PC players. Um, now the uh, the release date is set for 2010, so this is actually coming out a lot sooner than I would have thought it was. Uh, apparently, this, uh, they've been uh, working on this game for uh, for a couple of years now, and uh, finally to the point where they can uh, they can show us some footage. And uh, and uh, and another subsequent question was: uh, uh, Is there any actual gameplay featured in the trailer? And we're going to uh, to there, we got an answer from uh, from the Q and A session, so we're going to be answering that question here in uh, in just a little bit. Um, the uh, the game plans to be released in Japanese, English, German, and French for a simultaneous worldwide release. Unlike Final Fantasy XI, which uh, first came out in Japan and was later uh, brought over for American and European audiences much later. Um, so that's that's definitely good news. Uh, I'm excited to hear that. Uh, you know, I, I remember when I first started Final Fantasy XI, a lot of Japanese players being a lot higher level than me and feeling, you know, a little bit left out. So, uh, so you know, some of that won't, uh, you know, won't be there. Uh, some of the development staff, this is pretty notable. Um, now, we've known for a while that the Rapture staff is essentially uh, a, a very similar development team to uh, the development team, team of Final Fantasy XI. And, of course, Final Fantasy XIV, no different. Uh, the main producer is, of course, our, our very favorite Hiromichi Tanaka. Good stuff there. Uh, the director, Nobuaki Komoto, uh, who is another FFXI favorite. This one's interesting. The art direction is being headed up by Akihiko Yoshida, uh, who uh, fans will note from the Vagrant story as well as Final Fantasy XII series. So uh, a lot of this world being based off of Evil Ace. Uh, which I, I think comes across really well in the trailer as well. And this is a big one. Um, I, I was figuring that, you know, the music would probably be uh, Naoshi Mizuda, uh, possibly. No, they have listed Nobuo Uematsu. Now, now, we don't know, I mean, because Nobuo Uematsu did a couple of tracks for Final Fantasy XI. He did the Chocobo theme, he did Ron Fair, he did the airship theme, and he did the, the main theme. 
Um, and so it's unclear how much he's going to be composing for this game. My hope is for everything. No, no, you know, no, nothing bad about Mizuda's work. You know, Mizuda-san creates great, great scores for games and especially did a great job for Final Fantasy XI. Um, but given the recent work of Nobuo Uematsu, oh, absolutely. Uh, especially uh, in connection with the company Mistwalker, uh, I would be really, really, uh, you know, excited if he was composing the entire uh, the entire score. So, um, definitely good stuff there. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we know, at least you know, uh, a little bit from uh, from the official site and from the trailer that was released yesterday. Um, so notable stuff. Let's let's talk about the trailer here for a minute before we get into the Q and A session uh, that just happened out at E three. Um, the the trailer a is looks stunning. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely stunning. Yes. It, it it really the, visually they did a really great job with this game. And what I find really cool, and what I like the most about um, about this is that. It is still a high fantasy game, but has aspects of technology that we wouldn't see in a world like Vanadil. Um, you know, very complex airships look like dragons also play a fairly uh, a fairly significant role. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be really interested to kind of sink my teeth into the lore of this new uh, this new world. Yeah, you took the the words right out of my mouth. They they took basically what we know and love, the aspects of Vanadiel. They put it in here, and then they added. I think you know all the stuff that Vanadiel was missing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously th- there was technology in Vanadiel, but it wasn't the same type of technology that we're seeing in this uh, right in this thing. Yeah, you know, it would be hard to do airship battles in Vanadiel with the big, you know, clunky, bulky things that with they the have. Boats, yeah, but this yeah. is obviously still in fantasy world, but obviously a bit more advanced. Than Vanadiel to where there actually is, you know, uh, aerial combat. Right. Yeah. You, you know, one thing I think that is missing from this: the, the Galka's missing a tail. Yeah, you're right. There is no tail on the Galka. That's been pointed out a couple of times. Uh, you know, and uh, and that, of course, not addressed in the uh, in the Q and A, but an interesting decision nonetheless. Um, uh, well, I, I think we also have to remember that that you know, as it, and it's hard with the fact that you know, you know, this is 14 and it looks so similar to 11 and to Vanadiel that that it isn't you know and, and the art is very similar but that's really all it is so we we may not even be looking at a Gulka right there well, you know yeah, obviously I mean, there, may, there, may there, there are name, similarities yeah. but you know I think that's something that, that we have to keep in mind and, and it's going to be very difficult but you know these are two separate games yeah yeah absolutely exactly. Um, so, uh, if you want to check out the trailer, uh, some very, very cool stuff, uh, on the trailer, you can, of course, check that out, FinalFantasyXIV.com. Now, uh, just, uh, just to, uh, to, to clarify here, uh, the Square Enix press conference getting wrapped up, oh, about a half an hour ago, and, uh, and, uh, of course, like we said, they didn't allow cameras into the press conference, so all that we were able, all the information we were able to get was uh, was straight from uh, the G4 Square Enix 2009 press conference live blog, which uh, the uh, the posting for this episode will contain a link to. So feel free to uh, to to peruse some of the questions. Uh, you know, we may not be able to have time to to answer everything or or, or relay all the information. So definitely make sure you check that out for yourself too. Um, so some very interesting questions uh, being answered. Some not so interesting questions being answered. Um, uh, the, the first one 
is that, uh, you know, what are going to be the ties to Final Fantasy XI, if any? Um, And this is where they addressed the the races that appeared in the trailer and uh, in some of the concept art over on FinalFantasy14.com. Um, but, uh, but they, they said that, uh, some of the similar races have appeared for, uh, it, it have appeared in the trailer for Final Fantasy 14. So Final Fantasy 11 players could choose from a similar type of race in the new game. Now they say similar, they don't say the same. So, you know, again, we may have a relabeling of, you know, anything from Mithra to Gulka to Taru Taru as, uh, you know, a, a different race than they are, than they exist in Final Fantasy 11. And I think that this brings up an interesting question. How does that then adjust the relationships between races in uh, this this new world, Erosia? Well, I think the biggest thing that they're trying to address here is the fact that it's going to be very difficult for people who have played Final Fantasy XI for so long to just drop it and pick up something else. You know, the thing that Final Fantasy has that's different from, say, you know, World of Warcraft is that you only need one character to experience everything, so you become a lot more attached to your avatar than you may in other games. That's true, yeah. The reason that they did this is, yes, obviously you're leaving your actual character in Final Fantasy XI, but you can still bring that image and all that background and experience that you have with them oh, to this new yeah. game. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so even though I have to, you know, Kyle is still going to stay in the world of Final Fantasy XI, when you come to Final Fantasy XIV, you can still remake, sort of like a reincarnation. Sure, yeah, yeah, maybe a continuation of the uh, of the lineage of your previous exactly, character. Exactly, yeah. right. So, uh, so, so, yeah, um, and, you know, and one of the one of the interesting things that they didn't address is: Are those the only races that we're going to be able to have access to? Are they going to expand on some races? Give mm-hmm. us some new options for races right. in uh, in this new world. Uh, what do you, What do you guys think? Is that something that you'd like to see? I think that's something that I'd like to see. Just a greater uh, a greater ability to not only customize your character i'd love to see more facial options hair options stuff like that and 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 really you know get into the into the guts of making your character instead of having to choose between you know hair a or hair b um and 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 will you know our expanded races is that something that you guys want to see um i don't think that like having more than what there's uh probably five races in vanadiel right now i i think that that would actually just be enough right there i mean they're just the slight changes that they would do with their features from Vanadiel into Erosia, I, I think that would just be enough, because more than just five races would probably just be, like, a lot more, like, too much to choose from, in my opinion. I think just leave the same amount of races, but just give us more customization between the characters, rather than just two choices of, like you said, hair A or hair B. Right, yeah. Now, Kala, what about you? Uh, well, obviously, in the trailer, you see that there is a Gulka-esque style race. There is also Elven and Hume, and if you go to the teaser site, they have a big mural, sort of a banner, and people have noticed that there are. You thought it was an elven, sh- uh, a elven, child, elven child. Yeah, it does but look people, like people were were saying that that it could be a Taru Taru, and just like obviously there are changes to the Gulka, even Mithra and Tails look different. That they've just sort of tweaked it a little bit to yeah. make it more personalized, and so they're just more elven esque. I think, uh, as Arjit said, five races are enough. However, I would like there to be female and male options for both the Gulka esque and the Mith- Mithra esque character. And yes, as far as obviously being able to customize your character more, I mean, hair length, hair color, you know, uh, I, I mean, t- take a look at, at a lot of the games that, uh, you know, companies like this develop 
for the PC that aren't online, you know, right, yeah. uh, like like Elder Scroll games. How oh, sure, custom- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, customization you can do for characters. Well, and, you know? and I think you know, and I think part of the problem that exists there is that um, you know the the way that uh, the way that Final Fantasy XI works is that you know you have. You have data that's being transferred that is representative of what a character would look like, and it just increases the amount of data that's got to be transferred between server, you know, between someone's home computer that has their, you know, their preset, um, you know, face type and hair type and all of that. That has to be sent to the server, and that has to be sent then to you. So, um, you know, those it, it would it would just increase the amount of data that needs to go. Now, it's been said before that Final Fantasy XI was always optimized for a 56K connection, meaning that anyone on any kind of connection should, in theory, be able to play this game without any latency issues. So, with the um, with, with the prevalence of high-speed internet that, uh, you know, uh, not, only, not only the United States, but a lot of the world has started to see progress uh, proliferate into areas and and subsequently they start using it is that something that they're going to end up phasing out where they're going to allow for bigger data transfers and for more customization between you know the computer the server and and your computer i mean you know that's that i think that that's a, that's a, technically a very serious question that i obviously can't answer mm-hmm. um but that would be uh, i would think one of the limitations to trying to do added character customization. Now, I, I'm I'm only going from uh, based off of some of the vague knowledge that I know, as opposed to uh, to, to how it actually works. So, if anyone w- out there wants to wants to correct me on how this actually functions, please go ahead because I I could be talking out my ass right now for all I know. Um, so you know that's I, I I'd say I'd say that that's probably one of the technical hurdles. Um, that exists in further character customizations. Can it be done? Obviously, it can be done because other MMOs have done it. Um, and uh, it, it just remains to be seen whether it will be done or not. So um, that's that's a that's a, a very good point. Uh, some of the other uh, some of the other things discussed. Um, what happens to Final Fantasy XI now that we're moving to Final Fantasy XIV? Uh, the, the questions included: Will uh, are there any plans to phase out content for Final Fantasy XI or Final Fantasy completely? Will there continue to be new content for Final Fantasy XI on the release of Final Fantasy XIV? And the answer that we got is both good and bad. Square Enix stated that Final Fantasy XI has content planned through the next year. And that really brings us up to the release of Final Fantasy XIV. They said that they have no plans to stop development for Final Fantasy XI. Although I I have to suspect that we're going to see... Um, an enormous downshift in the amount of content that we're going to be getting. As of right now, we see quarterly updates. May we see quarterly updates to Final Fantasy XI in the future? That remains to be seen. So right around the time of the, the release of fourteen, we're, we're probably going to start seeing a downshift in uh, regular content updates. Will we ever see another expansion for Final Fantasy XI? I think that remains to be seen as to how uh, you know what the population of Final Fantasy XI looks like after the release of Final Fantasy fourteen. Well, I think something else you have to take into consideration is this isn't, you know, in, in, in the industry of MMOs, this isn't the first time that it's happened where an MMO has been released, is extremely successful, and then they've made 
a successor, a follow-up, yeah, 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 a follow-up, exactly. EverQuest, EverQuest. and EverQuest too. Everquest yeah, you're right. You're right. And both EverQuest and EverQuest Two are still up and running. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't they both still receiving updates? They and expansions? are. They they are. They both regularly get content updates and expansions. So the question is, I mean, obviously you can't stretch a development team that thin. Well, yes. Um, so the question then becomes, who's going to take over the FFXI project if the development staff is currently working on rolling out new features for Final Fantasy XIV? Um, you know, that is, I think, something to be considered, uh, you know, especially for Final Fantasy XI players. Are we going to be guaranteed the same experience that we've... Uh, that we've been promised with uh, with Final Fantasy XI for seven years. Right, something I think that, that, that everyone can rest easy knowing, because obviously, you know, the big scare was, does this mean the death of Final Fantasy XI? It's been going strong for seven years, all right? And when, you know, FF14 comes out, it's probably going to be, you know, run strong for even longer than that. And the fact that they are still going to be updating Final Fantasy XI and still giving it content, I think people who feel that maybe they're being rushed or that they have to choose don't necessarily have to. There are still new people coming into XI right now oh, yeah. having just as much fun. So there's no reason that just because XIV's coming out right now that you're going to miss the boat if you don't hop on oh, sure. right I from mean, the get-go. And, and, and you know, like, uh, like they said, they have no immediate plans to stop content for Final Fantasy XI, but it's just going to be who is developing it. Um, and, and I think that that's a very serious question that's going to need answering. Um, so, you know, it, that's it's both a good and a bad thing to know that Final Fantasy XI will still be around and will still be receiving content and and some sort of attention. But what kind of attention is uh, is is questionable at this point? So um, another one of the questions that was uh, that was posed was uh, what kind of impact uh, you know, uh, uh, big MMOs, large-scale MMOs, very popular MMOs. There's one in particular that I'm I'm referring to, and that was asked specifically in this question. Um, but how how do games? How do the the success of those games? How will those? Uh, how will that impact the development of uh, Final Fantasy XIV? Um, and the only impact that they directly stated was that. Um, they aim to have content for casual players as well as, you know, full-time players. Um, uh, they they stressed this very heavily throughout the con uh, throughout the entire conference that this game is going to continue so uh, is going to contain solo content. It's going to contain content for groups. It's I mean there is going to be a wealth and variety of content from the start. Uh, that that we'll be able to to utilize, and I think that that's great. I think that that's that's taking a lot of lessons that they've learned from Final Fantasy XI and implementing them early in FF14 to ensure uh, uh, you know a successful product. Absolutely, and obviously, it's not just how you do things in the MMO or in the game industry, but just uh, when you're trying to accomplish anything in life, you want to look at the competition, see what works, and then ask yourself what are they doing right that we can improve on. And I think that's exactly what uh, Squaring is going to be looking for, is taking everything that was successful in Final Fantasy and taking what they can from other games and making it their own and seeing how it fits with it 
to bring in people from those games into this game. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, my biggest thing about Final Fantasy XI was that it seemed, like, really daunting for people who wanted to uh, who who wanted to play solo a little bit oh, more. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, it's, it's just so hard right now. Well, when I used to play, it was so hard to get a party together in a short amount of time and actually get things done in about an hour or so. And I'm really, really glad that in Final Fantasy XIV, they're looking to get to move more towards allowing people to get things done in a short amount of time for people who don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that was the biggest problem with FFXI is that obviously there there was the option for, you know, massive large-scale battles. There was the option for mid-size and there was the option for solo, but none of them really appealed to the casual player. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true because it still took hours to, to, to complete something. I mean, even even something as, as simple as, like, gaining a level. You know, 40 minutes is not going to make sure that you get a level you'll get a quarter of the way there mm-hmm. um so uh that's that's definitely interesting and and you know uh leveling dancer as i've been recently leveling dancer that, that's a very appealing thing to me to be able to hop on for 20 minutes kill a few mobs get some xp and then head off to work right you know? and, and obviously the introduction of fields of valor was a step in the right direction oh absolutely I mean, that's extremely casual but you know hopping on reading a book Killing X amount of mobs only gets you so far before you know you're craving more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, to piggyback that last question, uh, another thing that was asked of the panel was, how did uh, are they going to take uh, some of the things that they've learned with FFXI? Um, over to Final Fantasy XIV, specifically asking about features like level sync um, and. The answer, and I'm going to read the answer directly. Uh, yes, all of the knowledge and experience we gained from Final Fantasy XI will be used in the development of Final Fantasy XIV. At the launch, we intended to have content for solo players as well as large-scale battles. We want a ver- wide variety from the start. That's just, I mean, that's really just going back to what we were saying in that uh, they have very strong intentions to make this both a very, you know, a, a and, 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 you know, the thing about Final Fantasy XI is that it, it, the end game in Final Fantasy XI is it, it's, it's uncomparable to any other MMO that I've played. It's unlike any other MMO that I've played. And it's so unique and so inventive that that's obviously got to be a staple right, right. of what they're going to be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, there is going to be solo content. And yes, there is hopefully going to be this very exciting, very engaging endgame content. That's that's re- I really uh, that those those are two high hopes that mm-hmm. I have for this game. Yeah. When you look at Final Fantasy 11, and as you said, the end game, that's definitely where the majority of uh, the activities in Final Fantasy 11 lie. When it comes for, you know, levels one through 60, a lot of it's just, you know, grinding up to that point. And of oh, course, yeah. There, there are things in between. I mean, you know, story garrison and and, and uh, you know storyline missions obviously right, range yeah. from different things. But but the majority of it is once you hit seventy five, that's when you really get to experience or get the chance to experience the full game. And obviously, you know, with things like campaign and besiege, it's opened that gap a little bit more. Yeah, but still, oh, yeah. seventy to seventy five is where you have to be to get the full experience. And you know, as before with Campaign and Besiege, they managed to expand a little bit, Fields of Valor a little bit more, and when right. they introduce things like level capped areas, it, it helps a little bit more. But I think to aim for for something to where when you first start out or when you get a couple levels, you have access and more options than just leveling further. Right. 
Yeah, you know, and there's something I kind of want to clarify in that statement because it's sounding like we're saying if you're not 75, you're not experiencing the game right, and that's not true. Um, it's just you know you can make a very strong argument that there is a lot more content that you can do at level 75 than you can do from levels one to 70. Um, right. You know, there are BCNMs, there are garrison, there are mission quests, but when it comes to the amount of stuff that is require you know you, you're required to have a level 75 job for um you know if you're missing out on, on that you are missing out on a huge portion of the game not that that's bad not that that's you know that there's anything wrong with that it's just that there is a huge amount of cons i mean i harry r salvage uh sky sea limbus uh you know i mean there's so much i mean right there that six things that's six things that you can do with your ZNMs. There's seven. Um, Nizul eight, Isle. Nizul. There's there's eight HNMs. There's nine. You know, and this is not necessarily all like super hard, super epic stuff. I mean, hell, you know, we've got a Nizul static that that runs really well, and we kind of know what we're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's it, and and so. That's that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Final Fantasy XI is that wealth of endgame content. Because, uh, and I remember we had a we had an email about this. Uh, you know, someone saying, "Well, I just got seventy five. Now what? You know, now go experience the second half of the game that you've not you know had the ex- mm-hmm. a chance to experience. I mean, you know, and and you don't have to do endgame. You can do whatever you want. It's your game. You can you can play however you want. Don't think that I'm telling you that that's something that that you have to do but you know you just have to realize that there is a wealth of huge engaging and very fun content at the very end of this game um that you know if you find the right people you can have a lot of fun doing right so. and, and hopefully with final fantasy 14 it isn't going to be so exclusive right yeah, yeah to to end game players and it'll open it up and there will be things just as fun as salvage at lower levels as there is at higher levels yeah. no yeah yeah um, now, one of the things that uh, that they didn't talk about was the battle system, and in fact, they they gave basically a their, no comment answer. Their trademark phrase, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, no no word on on how the combat will look or function, um, but uh, but I have to imagine that you know, in true Final Fantasy fashion, it's going to be something similar to Final Fantasy Eleven. It's got to be something similar. How else? How else would you organize an MMO? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they could try something, and and that's not to say that I wouldn't want them to try something new and or, or, or inventive. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, you know. I'm I'm just glad. Basically, my my main concern for that was that it was going to you know be a wild clone. That's what I. That's what I didn't want. I hate that GUI layout. I hate the way that it functions. It's just, it, it was never fun to me. And if if Square Enix tried to replicate that in any kind of way, I think I'd be very disappointed. I think the thing that uh, Final Fantasy has uh, that you know a lot of other MMOs don't is when you take uh, uh, like for example, if you take a screenshot in Final Fantasy and you take a screenshot in WoW. Final Fantasy looks like a screenshot out of a game, yeah. Whereas WoW is it's it's cluttered up, it's clunky, and I, I I think that the interface is there too much of the time. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the you know that's I always thought that that was the nice part about Final Fantasy XI is that the GUI wasn't 
ever intrusive. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you're playing on like a PS2 and, and the menus are really huge on the screen, then it's a little bit obtrusive. But, you know, running it on my PC, they never get in the way that, you know, they're always really well spaced out and and, you know, never really require too much screen space when there's something important going on. So that I, I've always really appreciated. And I hope that they continue with that. That's that's something that I'd like to see. Um, another big question that uh, that fans have been asking that were answered in this uh, this press conference is: uh, Are the are the servers going to be regionalized? Uh, are they going to uh, try to section off servers, unlike what they did with Final Fantasy XI? And no, they're not. They have which, no in, they have no intention on that. Which I think is absolutely a great idea. Oh yeah, because yeah. because it hands down. A very big majority of, of their player base is going to migrate from 11 to 14 or even play both. And, 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 and the friendships that you have, I mean, that would just absolutely shatter them. I mean, our link shelf, for example, would just be divided right in half. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's very true. We do have a lot of European players mm-hmm. on, our, on our link shelf. Um, so no plans to do that. Although uh, another thing that I should mention is that um, they are ditching Play Online. Uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen, however, no, no word if it's going to apply to eleven though. But and and the the cool thing is is that using the friends list feature, you're going to be able to talk b- to people between Final Fantasy eleven and Final Fantasy fourteen, and you will be able to convert your friends list right to fourteen, yep. so you won't have to start from the ground up and just know who who do I want to invite. No, uh, I don't I don't want that in your guy, my friends list anymore, so I won't reinvite him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, so that's that's exciting. I think that that's a really cool feature. Um, you know, I can imagine playing Final Fantasy fourteen and, you know, getting a message from you. Hey, we're going to go do Nizul or be, mm-hmm. kill Saramea or something. Try to kill Saramea. Um, 19K in one night. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, you know, that, uh, you know, get that message, hop off 14, hop on 11, and, mm-hmm. you know, there you go. But see, my, my question is, how how do you execute something like that without some type of middle ground like play online i don't know i don't know uh, they they could just make another kind of middle ground that works better than play right online because or they could and, and, but i mean for example i don't know play online's pretty convoluted sometimes yeah it, but but that's the thing i think that's one of the things that 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 makes ff so so streamlined and so great like like for example you know take into account you know the, the other mo that we're not mentioning very much when you make different characters on there, you actually have to remake your friends list unless you you know download a third-party tool that does that for you. Right. If you yeah. make a new character, your friends list is blank, and you're on the same server. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so that you know, that's obviously one of the things that uh, that remains to be seen. Um, you know, they did they did mention at the press conference, like we said before, that they do hope uh, players will you know switch between maybe fourteen and eleven. Which I, I think, think they I think they just want to roll that money in a little bit. More. <laughs> well, well, plus I think uh, you know I think uh, one of the big things is who has the money to play two MMOs at the same time. But I think since they're both Square Enix MMOs, and I mean they're both Final Fantasies too, if they offered some type of deal, especially if they come up with a play online supplement that works better. And also, you know, that works with the friends list. If there's some uh, way, know, if there was a reduced fee to to have both at the same time. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I could see that 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 would be a good incentive, actually. Yeah. Um. Uh. To to be able to provide maybe some kind of price break for people who have both existing accounts. That's not a bad idea. I actually really like that idea. But the thing is, is that like, 
how many Final Fantasy XI players currently do you know that play another MMO? You know, in down, you know, if the servers are down for maintenance or if they're just kind of bored and restless, they'll go try another game for a while. It's not unprecedented and it happens all the freaking time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I had, if I had another MMO that was like Final Fantasy XI that I could bounce between, I think that my family would never see me again. Yeah, uh, I was actually, uh, I, was, I was talking to Lucy yesterday, and he said that he's ecstatic at the fact that it's on PS3, because now he can hook the PS3 up to a TV and play 14 while he's playing 11 on his Xbox. <laughs> I don't think he's getting that law degree. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no kidding. Um, one of the things that they did mention is that there are no current plans to localize this game for the Spanish language. Yeah, I was really kind of surprised at that, yeah. since Spanish is one of the biggest languages spoken in the world right now. Yeah, I mean, come on. We, we, we do the French, but we don't do the Spanish? What's up with that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't I mean, know. I mean, they're basically Brits anyway, aren't they? I, not really. I know, I know. That just angered all the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's, there was a really interesting answer that has really confused me, and I'm not sure if this was the person typing the live blog, not relaying the answer to the question correctly or if this was just a really you know kind of classic square enix convoluted answer um but the question was is there any special element in the mmo genre that you will improve with this game which i thought was an excellent question i really i really like that question whoever asked that question good on you good job but here's the answer and this is really kind of quizzical our plan from the beginning was to make the best Final Fantasy game available. That was our vision for 14. We then thought, how can we make the best FF game? And we came to the conclusion that it would be an MMORPG. It was decided to make the best FF first and then led to the decision to make it an MMORPG and use that genre. However, we are trying to implement a lot of new systems that other MMOs haven't used in the past. So there's a very short short sentence there kind of addressing the 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 question but i i'm i'm kind of curious what they mean you know they they said that their their intent was to to create the best final fantasy game possible and then it became an mmo is that well well no all right here here's what here's my take on it okay and 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 the one thing that final fantasy has that no other mmo that i've seen has and it's what Final Fantasy, the series itself has, is the epic storyline. Oh, the narrative. The narrative, oh, the yeah. involvement, oh, yeah. the cutscenes. Yeah. I, I mean, but, WoW has started trying that, but, but you know, FF's been doing it for seven years. Yeah, they, they, you know? it's been from the start. So, I mean, so you know, nation I, quests and all exactly, of that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I think what they're saying is, you know, that's always been the draw of Final Fantasies, is the epic proportions of the stories. How can we make that better is to bring people together so they experience it together as one. Okay. Which, okay, which, all right. Which you have an 11. However, it's still the the cutscenes individualize it. You right, know? Yeah. Even though, you know, me, you, Argent, and a couple friends might go and beat Zillart together, as we're watching the cutscenes, it's not. It's just, you know, me, Zed, and Aldo. I think if they could implement it so even in the cutscenes, you're brought together as a party, you know, at you know, to that epic level. Yeah, I think that's what's going to totally just blow out the competition. What, sure. what, what no one else has. And that's, when they, that's a good point. And yeah. when they say things like you know, uh, use systems that other MMOs haven't tried or, or don't use, making it to where in a cutscene, your friends 
and you see everybody that you're with in that cutscene with you. Yeah. I mean, that seems I, like something know, new. That seems like a new system. I think I think what would be interesting if they allowed you to select character archetypes, like character attitudes, and Ooh. your character so, would would act accordingly to the pre-scripted, you know, character action, you know, character attitude would that would reflect in the cutscene itself. Now that would be really funny if you had, you know, you know, six surly gulkas all doing the same cutscene. I think that that would make it fairly hilarious. Oh, but I so, mean, so, so, you know, that's of- just it's, it's, it's some, you know, I mean, are they doing that? Probably not. But I mean, that, that I could I could see how that would make the narrative a lot more. Oh, no, absolutely. A, would, a lot more. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, lot- so, so instead of an NPC talking to you and then, you know, just dot 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 and they're like oh yeah yeah i know what you mean and, right and so <laughs> right 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 and, and and like like how they kind of did with uh uh was it grand theft auto 3 you know where, where yeah where, yeah where the main protagonist was just silent and so you just got to assume or put in your own words right i think being able to to select a character archetype and that's the dialogue choice oh yeah absolutely that, that would be I, cool. I, I think that would be amazing. that really would that would be cool that would be cool um but you know don't that's 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 all just speculation on our part don't get your don't get your hopes up or anything so um uh but but you know i i think that i think that you're right that that the answer was um at least related to the narrative in a way that you know they say that they were trying to make the best final fantasy game and what makes a final fantasy game great you know there are good final fantasy games and then the greatest final fantasy games are the ones that touch you the deepest with the narrative mm-hmm. yes um you know final fantasy 7 immediately is the one that comes to mind uh because it had such a masterfully crafted storyline to it and so you know i i, I mean obviously i wasn't th- sitting there in the planning room when they were planning final fantasy 11 but did they plan ahead for wings of the goddess you know was that something that they had already planned and mapped out from the very beginning i mean it could it very well could but maybe it isn't and so maybe what they're trying to say is, look, we have a very, very set timetable or very set, you know, um, narrative established that's going to roll out through this game and X amount of expansions. And, you know, they're just thinking ahead, more thinking ahead. I, you know, Final Fantasy XI, when it first came out, there were obviously, and you can see this from the nation quest there were inherent limitations with the uh, uh, with the uh with the engine and with the game mechanics to where when they started it they couldn't provide the same narrative that they are in wings of the goddess the first thing that comes to mind is there is a quest that you're doing for winders where you see uh, a jido marujidu running through winders uh, uh i'm sorry through through castle as troja and as he runs by yes. yagudo yes. there's just explosions like in the yagudo and then they fall down that's right. be him owning all of them but then if you look at uh the battle of juno right where, where lily set is is like dancing past all these these orcs and like you know slashing them and flipping over them and ducking under their it it that's like such a big leap i mean th- those two cutscenes are basically doing the same thing but you can see the evolution oh, from absolutely. one to the other and it's absolutely uh, freaking beautiful so so maybe when when they started final fantasy 11 they didn't plan the narrative ahead because they didn't know the limitations to the system. They didn't know if they could break those those limitations to the system and make, 
you know, a higher quality narrative, or maybe they just didn't have time. I, I, I don't know. That's it's all 100% speculation. But it seems like from that answer, what they're trying to imply is that there was more forethought given to some of the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's what it, at least that's how they make it seem. So um, that was uh, that was definitely very interesting. Um, another one that I kind of want to read you know, verbatim here was, uh, why did you decide to make a new game rather than continue to evolve Final Fantasy XI? This is a very important question for us as Final Fantasy XI players who have been so invested in this game for so long. You know, why couldn't they just take this graphical, you know, it's it's essentially, you know, similar, it's, it's similar themes, you have similar races, you know, the I have no idea if the game world's going to look similar or not, but, you know, why couldn't you adapt some of this to Final Fantasy XI? And here's their answer. It all comes down to, originally, FFXI was designed for the PlayStation 2. It moved then to the PC and to the Xbox 360. A lot of people have asked for a port to the PS3. With an MMORPG of this size, you have to develop new content. Porting a new technology would take a lot of effort. Instead, we decided to use that time to make something brand new. Um, Which... I think that's cool because there there's a lot that you can't do with Final Fantasy XI that you can do with a new game. Um, you know, you can go and rework the GUI, you can go and rework the battle system, and people don't have to learn it from the ground up. You know, if you rework the battle system in an old game, um, tried and true methods of things like beating Kirin or you know going through salvage, then that stuff all becomes new, and you have to you know go back and re-examine. And maybe that's that's appealing to some people, but I think that you have a greater amount of freedom to change things that maybe didn't work so well in Final Fantasy XI with this new game fourteen. So that's. It's kind of what I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think um, bringing... If, if they would have used this effort and just extended 11 to the PS3, they're not opening up their market as much as they do if they offer uh, a completely new game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Another interesting question. This one uh, was posed uh, specifically regarding the trailer. They asked if any of the scenes in the trailer were actual in-game footage and yes there is actual in-game footage some of you might have been able to tell just from watching the trailer but if you go back and look at the point where the galka is fighting something on a boat and you've got a a mithra casting some kind of barrier yeah big barrier bubble thing and and mods coming over the side of the boat that's all in-game that's that's what the game is designed to look like not necessarily i gotta say holy not necessarily actual gameplay. Oh, right, right, right. right. But, but that's but just it, it using, that's using the game, the game engine. engine. Yes, yes, that's yes. right. That's a good distinction to make. But, I mean... It, it, still. It, still, though, the yeah. graphic quality of that is is incredible. I mean, you you know, you had things like reflective uh, texture surfaces, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that would look really great in Final Fantasy XI. I just... I, I feel like this is Final Fantasy XI with those graphic improvements right, that we've right. always we, wanted. You know, and 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 that that's that's exciting. We've I, seen, I yeah, right, right. Just between you know, COP, uh, TOA, Wings of the Goddess, we've seen leap leaps and bounds in cutscene quality there. But but I mean, here with this new game, they're not just taking leaps and bounds; they are going leagues and miles. Yeah, yeah, no oh, kidding. Yeah. Um, another interesting question um, was the they they asked specifically about the scene uh, where they saw many parties and many enemies. Um, and, and asked if this is uh, the new focus for the game. 
and they, you know, they said that they can't say too much at the moment, but they hope to have battles that are mini versus mini and mini versus one. So that sounds like kind of a, you know, maybe a variety on besieged mm-hmm. or campaign and, you know, the traditional kind of like Kieran or, right, right. you know, but the, what it doesn't answer is how that affects leveling or grinding. Um, now, so right, 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 and, and I think like an average thing. battle, right, and exactly, and I think when it comes to Final Fantasy eleven, you know, and the things that they're like, all right, what do we need to change for this new game, or or or, or what have we learned, is that you know people are always going to be excited by things like Kieran or you know things like Pandemonium or an Absolute Virtue fighting though using many people to fight one epic monster is never going to get old. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. was what does get old is fighting one weaker mob oh, just yeah, like to a level col- up. like a Colibri exactly. over and, and over again. And, and yeah. sure, you can try and give it new things like oh, you know, Colibri's uh you know, reflect spells, which is something that that you know, no mobs ever did, but that right. doesn't make it any more exciting. So what so No, what, it what, just makes for a TP burn. Right. So what I would like to see when they say something like many versus many is, you know, instances where where you are fighting quite a few you know mm-hmm. and, and you have to use so you, you have to use teamwork weaker mobs but using that to level up and you know the, the thing that comes to mind is, is is instant instanced type things like for example salvage you fight mm-hmm. many mobs in salvage but they're weak enough to where you can do lots of them quickly and imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine if you did something like salvage for like you know an hour and when you beat it, when you got out at the end, you know, you got a lump sum of experience, you know, like oh. like 5K experience. That could be used to level up. And, and oh, okay, so so instances that would be for lower level players. Interesting or, or concept. Any level. It, it, yeah, it, any level. Yeah, okay. And, uh, but more, or maybe like Moblin Mazemongers where they can scale scale it down right. to mm-hmm. the appropriate level. Mm-hmm. Interest, interesting, interesting idea. Yeah. Um, there was another really interesting answer uh and and a good question um and and this is another one that i want to read verbatim here uh the question was uh what would you like to emphasize with this game what is different from final fantasy 11 this is a very i like this answer a lot this this really gets me excited for final fantasy 14 the keyword that we've been using is the growth and development of the character we will have the same types of storytelling and high quality graphics We also want to expand and create new in-game systems. The player can grow and develop in a more natural way without putting too much weight on the player. We will expand the job system and make it fairly different from the one used in Final Fantasy XI. So, uh, 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 the... uh, Oh, wait, no. Uh, another very important concept that takes a different direction from Final Fantasy XI for Final Fantasy XIV. We want to make it so uh, so the player can choose to play solo in a party, 40 minutes, all day. There will be content for all play styles and systems for those play styles. So, again, this goes back to you know the, the making it casual and making it exciting for the casual player. But also, I, I, and I really want to go back to this line... The the growth and development of the character that again seems to harken back to an improved narrative quality. I yeah, that is one thing that I'm very very excited for because it's, like you said earlier, one thing that Final Fantasy has always had a good done a good job with was the narrative. The narrative has always been my favorite part of Final Fantasy XI, yeah. and it would j- just be amazing to see them expand upon that, make it better, and then also maybe somehow include that in the leveling process or something. Mm-hmm. Which that would just be a great thing to do. In Absolutely, my yeah. Absolutely. There, there are two things that I. Uh, 
lot of that answer there. Uh, the first is something that obviously we've talked about before and is very prevalent is the very strong aspect of Final Fantasy XI and that your character is your character. You become attached to that character. You know, like for example, in other games, you may have multiple uh, uh, characters that you play, but in Final Fantasy, you are dedicated and you are connected on a personal level to that avatar that you've made. Oh, yeah. Character development. That's yeah. exactly what they're pointing at. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, with 14, that it starts sooner than just merits at the end, and you yeah, actually yeah. get to customize and personalize this character As more you to go. your play style. Yeah. And the fact that they're talking about, you know, being able to apply to both, you know, casual players, hardcore players, solo players, people who want to play in groups, is that using that customization as you level is going to help with that. Now, being it's a Final Fantasy, I can't see them taking levels out of it completely. No, no. But 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 I could even see them going so far as, you know, to to, you know, how some games don't necessarily have leveling systems, but you have attributes and skills right. that you get to level as you go. Well, could we see something like the um like like the the sphere grid? Uh, in Final Fantasy X, mm-hmm. or um, what, what? What was the licenses from uh, right. Final Fantasy XII? Yeah. So instead of you know, because they said that 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 the character classes are inherently going to be different, does that mean that we all kind of start off as one class and then choose exactly. our, our, our specialty oh. as we as we advance? You, I think that that you, would be an interesting idea. You start off as a blank palette, maybe you know, yeah. you, you're here. You are an adventurer, and then you know the 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 first thing you get to do that you get to spend your experience on is is do you want to start do you want to take on magical properties or do you want to take on more physical properties? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And from there, you can start to, you know, uh, improve HP, accuracy, strength. Do you want to improve, you know, magic accuracy? I could, I, could, I could really see, I could yeah. see that. I could definitely see that. And, that- and, and, and who's to say that, you know, the further you go, once you pick a path and go so far that you have to stay to that path? You know, and, yeah, no, and that's, that's true. sort of like how, well, and, how and, and, you could develop a paladin is go the melee route or, or, or the, the physical route build up, you know, uh, defense, HP, and then go a little bit into magic. Or, or, or conversely, you can have chosen paths that you can pick between, start off with a new palette, and then, you know, choose between path one, path two, path three, and that way they don't... Because uh, one of the things that I really liked about Final Fantasy XI is that, you know, your character could be all 75, all jobs, right. if you wanted to put that much time and effort in. And I'd like to be able to see something similar where, you know, once I choose something for my character, I don't have to start a new character to go down a different path. Or, you know, I, I don't have to start a new character to get a new job. Uh, I, I think that that it was a huge draw to Final Fantasy XI and that they shouldn't kneecap themselves by only allowing one path for a character, that's I mean, that's even if they choose to do the path route, they may go back and, and you know, do what Final Fantasy XI does with the, you know, the straight up job system and leveling. You know, those those are kind of the two uh, the two ways that I could see this going. Uh, another uh, another interesting question that was asked uh, was about the beta process and if current FFXI players will be able to get in. And they said with, uh, you know, just like the uh, the game release, they don't have a schedule for a beta yet, uh, but we can look forward to more information about that shortly. So good stuff there. Uh, now, here's a question. Now, this has been kind of talked about on various forums and uh, the the question was obviously asked here. Um, now we went through this about four years ago with EverQuest and EverQuest 2, but will characters be transferable between Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV? 
And they unequivocally said that this game is completely different. There will not be any XI character transfers to 14. However, the character design is fairly similar, and XI players will be able to create a similar character. Why would you ever want a character transfer feature? I don't, yeah. uh, between, we, uh, you know, Look, the, the, the appeal to me of this game is that it's a brand new game, mm-hmm. a brand new world, a brand new system to learn all over again. That's exciting for me. Yep. So, you know what? Just drop your Burt Gang, drop your Aegis, screenshot it, and put it in your new SIG. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's, you know, like, I, I can, I can, in a way, understand and, and, you know, I, I feel like it's it's this feeling comes a lot more from players who have joined within the last you know year or two that maybe just got a character to 75 for the first time or, you know, just started to do end game. And now they feel that all the time that they put into this game is going to be wasted. But, you know, it, but it, yeah. what about normal games? I mean, how many have you beat Final Fantasy seven? Yeah. Was that a waste? No. No, okay, so you played this game, right? You have a Burt Gang, you have an Aegis, you know, you beat Pandemonium Warden. Somehow you got your hands on a Mars Ring and an, Inert- and an Inertus Sash. You did it. It's not wasted. Right, yeah. It's an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Okay, and sure, you may not be able to, you know, go into your local Dairy Queen and, you know, strike up a conversation with someone and get them to congratulate you, but there are people who did, all right? Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. like any other game. The fact, The fact is, it's an MMO, so there actually are people that you know... Who are just as proud of you as, right. and, and as impressed by you are. So no, this isn't a waste. You still have experiences and memories and accomplishments to show for it. And and you know what would be a point? Uh, what would be the point? Like uh, uh, you know some of the things that were suggested was like added added incentives for people to switch from XI to fourteen. And if you have you know if your character completed such and such, you get you know some kind of special in game token. Like that's cool. Like I mm-hmm. I can get behind that. That's totally cool. It doesn't affect the gameplay of 14 that is totally cool but you know some some people that i've been seeing have been like well i want my 75 character to transfer over to the new game um what would be the point of yeah, that you what, would, what's the point at you're that supposed point. to learn the new game that's that's the point you're supposed to figure out all those new systems and the correct way to level in this new game it's yeah, not you, yeah there's not going to be a Valkyrie dunes that you can go to and level from 10 to 20 in this new game there's going to be something else and we need to figure out what that's that going to be just is. as hellish but no yeah <laughs> the point is this is a different game so by putting your 75 character in this game you're just playing final fantasy 11 yeah. so stay where you are yeah no kidding I'm kidding, but uh, you know, and and that whole discussion really, really irked me. And no offense to the people who really want their characters to be transferable. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to down on you or anything. It's just, you know, I, I just don't, I don't understand the mentality. I just don't. I, I, you know, I want an entirely new game. And, you know, to the point where I've I started playing other MMOs, you know, while playing Final Fantasy XI because I just want to break from it. I want to do something new. And the fact that this is a new Square Enix MMO and it's based around some of the conventions that we find in Final Fantasy XI, I think I'm going to have a great time going between these two games. Absolutely. And and I mean I don't you know I don't want my XI character to be on fourteen because I want to go back to XI and be able to use them there. And you know what? Here's the one thing that I can guarantee you will be similar between the two games. Right? They're gonna be completely different, but a Nero's still gonna use a big ass sword. Damn right. And he's still gonna miss half the time. <laughs> 
And there are chocobos. Right. Well, there better be. Well, there, are, there was there in the cutscene. Exactly. Yes, there, there better be Moogles, too. Uh, apparently, apparently, IGN's entire write-up for Final Fantasy XIV is that it's online and there will be chocobos. Nice. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Something like that. I don't, I don't remember, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um there uh, now this is another one of those kind of you know groaner questions and it was one that closed out the audience and of course it's being asked by G4 and uh the, the apparently there have been rumors that this MMO is going to be free to play dumb which I don't know where that came can from. I, can I, where where did that come from? Can I quote Who started that rumor? Can I quote a GM Dave? Yeah, go ahead. You are retarded. <laughs> End quote. Um, but uh, uh, they they said that no pricing has uh, been decided at this time. It's still to be decided. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know when when that question was was asked, I think that you know the the fear is that uh, Square Enix would go to something like a microtransaction uh, system, which Square. Guys, don't do that. Don't even consider it. It's horrible. It, it, I mean, I won't. I won't play a game with microtransactions. It doesn't make sense to me. You know why? Why would you spend all of that time eliminating RMT from your servers and then go around and just kind of do it? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I guess I could see the, I, you know, but still, I, I hate, I hate the idea of microtransactions. It's so much like RMT. Uh, I just can't do it. I, I, I couldn't do it. That would turn me off. Uh, uh, from day one. There's gonna be RMTs again. No, we're on Odin where there aren't any. But. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is very true. <laughs> but, but no, I, I mean, I, you know, I, and I think that, uh, of course, the, the. Ethics when it comes to RMT and and you know the the stuff that they're doing to combat RMT currently that'll absolutely carry over. Oh, right. I have no yeah, d- yeah. I have no yeah, doubt of course, that. Of course, um, you know I I have I have a lot of faith in Square. But Enix. Uh, let's see how quickly we can get our server closed off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, we could try. We could. We could. <laughs> So um, that pretty much wraps it up for the Q&A from Square Enix from E3. Uh, we're going to continue to monitor some of the news from E3 to see if there are any additional announcements about Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, we've got some other trade shows coming up here, uh, some over the summer and some getting into the fall. Uh, one of the big ones, the European game, uh, Leipzig Games Convention. Uh, that's happening uh, July 31st through August 2nd. We'll be uh, watching for more information then. And uh, also the Tokyo Game Show 2009. Uh, it starts on September 24th. Uh, but uh, the 24th and the 25th are business days, and then it's going to be open to the public on the 26th and 27th. And I guarantee there's going to be tons of stuff shown at uh, TGS this year uh, regarding Final Fantasy XIV because uh, you know Square Enix usually pulls out all the stops for uh, Tokyo Game Show as it is the current king of the game shows. 
the gaming conferences. So um, that's that's going to be a big one. We've also got the uh, the games developer conference coming up. I think that's in the fall, sometime in the fall too. I'm not 100 percent when that is. Um, uh, so uh, you know, we'll 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 check out GDC as well to see if there's any more information coming uh, at us about Final Fantasy 14. So when we know, you will know. So be sure to check out our website www.limitbreakradio.com. We'll have uh, all the information on Final. Fantasy 14 that we can possibly put together and compile on our front page. So we'll try to keep you up to date. So obviously with uh, with this announcement of Final Fantasy 14, this uh, definitely shakes up the Final Fantasy 11 world and uh, it pretty much shakes up Limit Break Radio as well. And uh, and of course, some uh, some big changes uh, going to come to the community as a result of this announcement. Uh, but Limit Break Radio is still here. We're still going to be uh, reporting on all the best Final Fantasy XI news information, game strategies, community news, everything else that you've come to love about Limit Break Radio. But that doesn't mean that we aren't susceptible to change. So you might want to look out for that coming up in the near future. And if you look hard enough, you might be able to find something interesting going to leave it at that so uh thanks for joining uh thanks for joining me Kahlo, arjit arjit it's always nice to have you back on the show and uh and nice to hear from you so thanks for coming by oh thanks again for having me on here it was a lot of fun absolutely make sure you check out the entire live blog uh that's hosted up over on g4tv.com uh we'll have links to that with each one of these episode postings uh additionally Make sure to send us some email, hosts at LimitBreakRadio.com. Give us some of your thoughts or wishes, some of the things that you'd like to see for Final Fantasy XIV. We've also got Voices of Vana Deal. Uh, remember, on the next episode of Limit Break Radio, we're going to be hearing some of your stories from what it was like when you were brand new to Vana Deal. And it seems like we're going to experience some of those all over again with Final Fantasy XIV. So if you want... Flood our uh, flood our voicemail box for what you want to see out of Final Fantasy XIV. We'll make sure that uh, those will uh, end up on an episode so your voice can be heard to the Final Fantasy XI community. And so that wraps it up for this edition of Limit Breaking News. Again, check out our website, www.limitbreakradio.com. I'm Aniro. Keep listening. Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vonadeal are registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.